Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for watching today. I'm Kelsey Tolpin. I'm here with my beautiful mother. Normally, you guys get to see Isaac and I, but today we are interviewing our oldest daughter, Kelsey. She's home from college. And this is going to be a raw interview with our daughter as she's home. It's going to be a great episode. And so before we jump in, I thought I would just introduce her a little bit. So Kelsey, where do you go to school? I go to Liberty University. And what year are you? I'm a sophomore. You're a sophomore. And you're working, too, in yeah. addition to going to college. Want to tell us about that? At the Office of Residence Life. That's right. So you, <laughs> you work part-time. Yeah. But you're also taking a full load at school. Uh-huh. And you just got your grades back. Yep. You even took your a final quiz the day after you flew here from Virginia to the yeah. other side of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's a hard, hard time. Isn't finals intense? <laughs> I think that, um, yes, but it's harder to wait for the results of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. I remember that. Yes. So let's just share with people, maybe what is your major? I am a politics and policy major. Politics and policy. Now, we'll dive more into that in a little bit. But before we jump in, I thought that I would remind you guys and invite you to take advantage of the free Courageous Parenting Workshop. You can find out about that when you go to CourageousParenting.com and you go to watch this podcast in the podcast show notes. We have a link right there so that you can go and sign up, register for the free parenting workshop. People are loving it. We've had over 2,000 people go through the workshop and it's just exciting. You also get a download of the first um, parenting packet that we give to people who are going through the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program. It's the packet that talks about the theology. It has 37 scripture verses that we cover during that session. And so it's a it's a great free opportunity for you to go through it. Um, so I want to make sure you know about that. And also, I just wanted to thank you guys. This this month, actually, December, we just had our 52nd episode last week. So last week was one full year of podcasting. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> so that was super exciting. But what's also cool is that we were able to um, find our way into the top 100 category on the Apple's iTunes, and that's because of you guys helping us. So if you were one of those people that decided to give a review or to do a five-star tap, all you have to do is go to Apple and the Courageous Parenting, put us in search, and you just tap, tap to give us five stars. That helped hugely because we we got in the top 100, which was huge. (laughs) So encouraging. And, you know, we don't, we always remind you guys that our passion is to be impacting 1 million legacies. And when you share about the Courageous Parenting Podcast or the Parenting Mentor Program, you are part of that movement. And we just want to say thank you to that. So that being said, the last announcement that I have for you guys is actually relevant to right now. We currently have a giveaway going on 
at the Courageous Parenting and Courageous Mom Instagram accounts. And you can enter by just looking it up courageous.mom or courageous.parenting on Instagram. And you can enter to win a Courageous Parenting Mentor program for you and your spouse. So that's exciting. It's a $500 value. It's kind of a big deal. That's a deal. It's a, it's a really big <laughs> deal. Um, but we are, and we're just hearing some really awesome testimonies as we've been doing this giveaway. So I hope you find us over there and you do that. Okay. So let's dive in. Kelsey. Yeah. Let's talk about college. What made you decide you wanted to go to college? This is a, this is a deep question. Well, you just taught me so well, I didn't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was flattering. But no, for real. Like, well, really, I I, um, I loved learning and I didn't really want to stop. I, I quickly realized that, you know, graduating high school wasn't, I wanted more than that. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going based on like, you know, feelings. I'm not really like good no. at making decisions based off of feelings, which is a good thing. Yes. But I I thought through it and I realized that I had a passion for mm-hmm. learning. Mm-hmm. And to ignore that would, it seemed foolish to me in yeah. my, my situation. Right. That's true. And I, okay, so I love, first of all, I love that you said in my situation because college is not for everyone. For sure. And you were raised by, I mean, you, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that Isaac's not like, everybody needs to go to college. <laughs> no. Complete opposite, actually. Isaac, yeah. had, your dad has yeah. his degree. I went to Bible college also. Um, but we have not raised you guys with the anticipation that you have to go to college. No. And we actually don't pay for your college either. No. Which, what do you think about that? I think that for me, it has really helped because you guys do like support me. Yes. You do support me, like, and it's really, really generous. We buy but, you, like, the vitamins yeah. and the things that you need, and like, that. And I get that. these cute yeah. care packages that are way too heavy. I love <laughs> making care packages. Oh, it's so sweet. I love <laughs> it. Um, but I think it adds value to how I view college. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that it's really healthy for me to place the dollar sign on my courses so that I care more about, I guess, making the most of them. That's just how I think about it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there's probably a correlation with kids. I've heard this from other people that there is a correlation between how hard a student will work or how serious they take college based upon if they have to pay for it versus it just being paid for them. Now, that's that's more in relation to like parents contributing or grandparents contributing. Yeah. Because kids who get like a free ride, for example, or have a ton of scholarships, like you have a lot of scholarships. Yeah. But you still have that you worked hard for those scholarships so it's yeah. like it was your yeah. money right i mean you could look at it that way yeah yeah because you really invested and worked hard to get those scholarships yeah so, yeah you worked for it yeah I earned it that's right okay so <laughs> I have to keep it <laughs> this is this particular topic of what made you decide to go to college i i thought that this was a good opener question because there are a lot of christians out there that have differing views on if women should go to college yeah which is a different topic than just if you should go to college right because there's that belief also that a yes. lot of christians are scared to send their kids to college because they're afraid yeah. they're going to fall away from their faith which have you seen that? Yeah and no. Um, 
I'm at college, so a lot of the people whose parents won't let them go to college, I don't really interact with as much. I'll yeah, because you're just, gone. But just because yes. I'm at college. Right. That's not a place where you meet people who don't want to go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, although I do meet a lot of students who didn't go to college because they really wanted to learn. They go to college for the college experience or to make their parents proud of them. Or even to find a husband or a wife. Yeah. There is a little bit of that. Yes. What do they call it? Ring by spring. <laughs> Still, this is what okay. they called it when she was in school. Yeah. When Well, and I went to Trinity Western University, so a lot of people joked about it being Trinity Bridal College. But oh my goodness. yeah, I know. But it wasn't that way for me, and it isn't that way for you. No. We no. both went on no. purpose mm-hmm. with a passion, mm-hmm. and um, your father and I were very we were very inquisitive about like making sure that you were going with a purpose. Yeah. And it's been a good experience for you because you have been on purpose, which is an interesting yes. thing. Like as a Tolpen, what do you think about that? That whole concept of like, how are you different when you are on purpose and not on purpose? It's really difficult for me to be joyful when I don't feel like I'm doing something important. Or productive. Or productive. We've kind of ruined her in that way, in a good <laughs> I have kind of the way. Hardest time relaxing. <laughs> well, I think that I think we do as a family. We do the work hard, play hard thing. Like yeah, we go on an RV yeah. trip, and we're like, like we're good at having fun. Yes, but we're not good at taking a day off at or, all, or being unproductive. Like yeah. we're just yeah. Anyways, you don't but, catch but us that doing actually... very many movie marathons. <laughs> <laughs> not unless we're sick or I have morning sickness. Little House Which on the Prairie reruns. Which is more often reruns. than we, you would think. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate kids. Okay. We're getting off topic. So let's go back to what I was right. mentioning before. Should women go to college is, yeah. a, is a topic yeah. among Christians because mm-hmm. there are those out there that say, yes, women should go to college. And then there are some in the Christian community that believe women should not because they should be getting married and having kids. Therefore, why would they need an education? Okay, and you so just there are a couple whole... of things. There are a couple yeah. of things that come to mind. First of all, um, in the non-Christian arena, women are actually, I think, the majority of college students. Students, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not a huge minority, but it's still there, and that's very different from the way it used to be. And I think that part of that has to do with the feminist movement, and that's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, as far as Christianity goes and, like, the moral perspective of and, like, the mm-hmm. family values, I think that family is extremely important. And I think that it is generally more difficult for a family to operate the mm-hmm. way God intended for it to if the woman is not focused on it or and if the man is not focused on it. It takes both people being, being focused on family. Now, that marriage, looks different, yeah. obviously, for different people, but mm-hmm. I think that it is important for you not to be worrying more about how your last presentation at work went than how well your kid's diet is mm-hmm. or like how they're doing and how they're feeling, how they're how they're thinking about the world, about God, about their friendships, about their parents. Mm-hmm. I think that those are really important things. Yeah. Um, and as far as college goes, I think that a lot of women who go to college start thinking that because they got a degree, They absolutely have to get a job and work in that degree. Otherwise, it was a waste. And I don't think that's true. Do you have that pressure? No. No, not at all. No. And so, and that's what's exciting is that you are just doing the next right thing that you knew God was calling you to because there was not a man that was 
in a dating relationship or courting relationship with you at the time. So so your dad and I, we're going to share with you guys what Isaac and I encouraged Kelsey in because this is a big topic. And we're not going to dig super, super deep, but I just want to give you a thought to think on for a second. And that thought is, if God has placed specific passions in your daughter and she's to pursue them, and that may, for some of them, that may mean going to college. For Kelsey, it was. She was very yeah. interested in current events and how politics and international policy and all of those things are yeah. very interesting to you. Very, yeah. right? And that's so rare. <laughs> Nobody wants to know anything I learn about. <laughs> <laughs> but but that was like, it's it's not, God did design you that yeah, way. And we sure. have always raised you to be confident in who God has made you to be, to own it. Mm-hmm. Right. And to go, hey, I don't care if nobody's like me. This is interesting. And so when we saw that in you, we wanted to encourage you to pursue that passion, because if you were to get married, which we don't know what the Lord's will is for you in the future, but let's just be honest, two percent of women don't get married. So chances are you probably will. We hope and pray for your future spouse. But um, if you do get married in the future, the, what you're going through now will most likely prepare you to be a better helpmeet for that person because you probably will have similar passions and yeah. you'll be talking about, like, if you're so passionate about politics and these different kinds of things, right? It'd and you're really on a date. It'd be really hard for someone to be married to me if they weren't at least somewhat interested in that. Exactly. It'd be very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like somebody who's super into sports, Are they going to marry someone who hates sports, doesn't ever want to watch? I mean, maybe, but there's going to be that tension there, right? And so, and I don't, and I don't really see my interest in politics and policy, which it's more on the policy side for me, Mm -hmm. um, as just a hobby or like just like a side interest. I see it more as like I'm learning about how people think, how people react, how people work together, and I find that so interesting especially as it relates to actually family government and the gospel. It's really interesting to me. Yeah. So I think that there is an important lesson in this, which is, you know, if a a person is living on purpose and they're pursuing their passion, Uh they tend to be more joyful and like (laughs) excited about life, right? And if someone is more excited and joyful about life and they're confident and they're growing and they're learning, then they're going to be potentially – more um, attractive to the type of person that's also pursuing productivity, growth, learning, and their passion, right? Yeah. And so, and that's really what you want. Like, you need to be what you want. Yeah, but that's also terrifying. (laughs) Yes, it is. But so anyway, so for you guys who are listening and we're talking about this concept of like, should women go to college or not? Like that was actually the foundation of why we encouraged Kelsey to pursue her passion and in policy and government and just learning more Mm -hmm. and going to college. We've known from the time she was really little that she was more prone towards an academic path. And you, you knew that yourself too. I mean, let's just face it. So how many, let me, let me ask you a question. How many books do you think you have read? Let's, let's just maybe just when you were homeschooled. A lot. Like Like how much, how much is a lot? Can you put it A few hundred. 500? Maybe. Maybe more. Maybe more like 700? Around. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Probably. Maybe even more. 
I You're honestly haven't humble. counted. I haven't yeah. counted. There are Rubbermaid tubs that we could go count. <laughs> That's a good point. We had to move them, you guys, when we moved here. Some of the friends oh that goodness. were helping us move were like, these boxes are so heavy. What's in them? I'm like, oh, those are Kelsey's classic books. Yeah, she would babysit, you guys. And then she would spend her money at antique shops trying to find first edition. I found a whole volume of all of Shakespeare's works. It is beautiful. <laughs> okay, so you it's just great. got a glimpse into my dog. <laughs> <laughs> what she absolutely loves, what she's passionate about. But th- that's the exciting thing, right? Yeah. And so, like, yeah. for her, here's another little insider. When Kelsey was really little and she would get in trouble, like, I had a hard time finding um, a consequence for her. Mm-hmm. And then we finally figured it out because she would, like, hide under a blanket at 2 in the morning reading her Little House on the Prairie books. And I was like, give me those books, babe. <laughs> no, mom! That was the best yeah. Discipline actually yeah. was no, you can't have your books for a week. <gasps> My life's over. <laughs> but, anyways, so you guys, one of the things that I, as a mom, looking back on Kelsey and like seeing how well she's doing at school, because I, I, can I just have a proud sure. mama yeah. moment? I'm I don't just know what gonna... you're going to say, but yes. <laughs> so, you guys, um, When Kelsey was about to go to college, we were at the tail end of coming out of our financial struggle Mm -hmm. where we had over a million dollars of debt from our business failure and the house that we were trying to sell so that wouldn't foreclose, which we did sell. And we were looking at like, wow, how are how we can't help her. And we had raised her knowing that if she went to school, she was going to have to work hard and pay for it and get scholarships. But now it was like really serious rubber meets the road Mm -hmm. and um it was it was a hard time for us financially and she worked really hard and she nailed the sats and the acts (laughs) and got some serious scholarships how much of your college would you say is paid for in just free money let's just be honest kind of a lot i i don't I haven't percentage wise. I haven't percentage, not not a digit, but I have not calculated it. Um, but it's over eighty percent. Yeah. So for those of you who have many kids, or maybe you don't have many kids, and you homeschool, and or you don't homeschool, and you're just thinking, how in the world would we ever pay for a private university? Because you go to Liberty. Yeah. And guys, I'm not a genius. I worked really hard, and I got an average to high score, and. That's enough to get you a lot of places if you just really put effort into it. And, but you have to keep the scholarships too. So Yeah, like, so then you have to keep your GPA up. Yeah. Yeah. Which was super important to you. And you yes. actually qualified to be in the honors role yeah. the, after your first semester. Mm-hmm. And you've kept it there. Yep. And now you're like tempted to dream you're dreaming about potentially going to law school. Maybe not. We're we're kind so of playing. I bit. wanted to do that first. For a long time. Like many years. Many years. Towards the beginning of high school is about where it started. I've tried, I've thought about doing many different things, but this is the one that has stuck the longest. And I think that my desire to do it has just grown. Um, So now you're really focused on having good grades so that you can get into a school. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not become obsessive, but to do my very best. Yeah, Yeah, to do your best. That's what we've been talking about, right? Running the race, not competitive against other people, but just your best. And when you get a really good grade on a test, then you go, wow, I could have, I could have done better because I did do better. And you're like able to compare that to yourself, which Mm -hmm. is good. It kills Um, me sometimes though. She gets really intense about it for sure. (laughs) 
Um, but I would say, you know, another purpose, another reason why we had talked about all those years when you were little, when we were talking about academics, potential yes. of going to college. Um, when If you are blessed, Lord willing, you will be married and, and have kids one day. Yeah. You think you're going to homeschool? Yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure, right? And so hopefully. <laughs> so this education that you're getting will only help you. I mean, obviously, any education that we have helps yes, us yeah. to educate the next generation. Of course. And I don't want to discourage any of those homeschool moms who didn't get a college degree. Totally. Because I think that anyone is capable, like I said, like the Lord will bless any effort you put in. You need to try hard because it's an important thing to be good at to do well at yeah but you don't need to have a degree to do it and can i just put in a plug here like my homeschooling you was very redemptive for me because i was raised in the public school system and then when i went to college in canada i remember getting an f on my first essay and being like this is so awful this, I, this is horrible i'm a horrible student it was so humbling it was it destroyed me she was valedictorian in high school yes <laughs> and i got i was in honors english and then i go in, to trinity and i'm like i think i have shakespeare as my professor he sounds like he's shakespeare super intimidating and i i totally bombed my first essay Thankfully, I had an awesome professor and they wanted they worked with him and his wife worked with me to help me rewrite my paper till I was able to get a C. Woohoo. But like now look at where we're at. Right. And so those things are not eternal at all. And so it's good and good to have that perspective. But I think that to have a long term realization that like education is good. We should always be learning. We should always be growing. And like for me, I think the the majority of my education happened once I started homeschooling you is very, very redemptive. And it can be for you as a homeschool mom as well, if you're listening. Um, Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Let's talk about being homeschooled in regards to being prepared for liberty. Do you think that you were ready for college? I mean, I think that it depends on how you define ready, because I think that I was as prepared to learn as I could have been. But it's not like I went in and knew everything, if that makes sense, because yeah. nobody can. Well, nobody can do that. Yeah. So, but as far as like y- y- the key key elements of needing yeah. to do well in college, what do you think those were? I think that mom taught me to love to learn, which is why I have all of those hundreds of books. So that yeah. was a really That's a huge deal. Thing. Yeah. That's really important. Knowing how to research. Yes. And also knowing how I think study. the particular homeschool community that we were a part of because, you know, you need to have people around you that are pursuing the same goal. Like it's so helpful, really helpful. And I think that the discussions that I got to have in that class setting once a week was really beneficial to me. I learned to respectfully agree and disagree. I learned how to think in a way that actually like was logically sound or more Mm -hmm. sound than it was before Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because I'm not perfect at that. Um, but it was really good. And I think that a healthy competition, um, spurring each other on, not trying to one up each other was really important for me to understand. And then also the friendship through an academic setting also taught me that, you know, as friends, we can learn together. We don't just have to, you know, be out goofing off, right? going roller skating, to have your friendships founded on something that was deeper 
was a yeah. really powerful thing. Yeah. And th- you know, it's interesting. So you guys might be who are listening. Maybe you don't know, but we started doing classical conversations when Kelsey was going to be 12. She was 12 years old going into seventh grade at the time. And then we didn't do it your eighth grade year, but then we did through high school. And so when you were um, in challenge A, we primarily did that. That's seventh grade so that you could learn how to write. Because even though I had written a book, teaching somebody how to write was a whole different ball game, And I was really struggling. And you were a great reader, but that, I think but, my reading intimidated my writing. <laughs> yes, you're totally right. Because we were able to pinpoint this just through discussion that because she had read so many amazing classical novels, she had this expectation of her writing to be like, to be that good, mm-hmm. which is unrealistic for it's anyone. Like, why can't I fit the word thine into this sentence without it sounding good? I'm supposed to be able to do this. I'm That's, 12. Because you were reading lamp letters. <laughs> Whoopsies. Okay. So no, it was, it's good. It's good that you were reading those books. And it was, I mean, honestly, you're a fantastic writer. Although she thinks I'm biased. I read her papers and I'm like, oh my goodness. I want to take a moment and give you something for free. If you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. I I just think that there's an element though where when you're in the midst of homeschooling to be able to rub against other people who are doing the same work, challenging each other, you know, it's iron sharpens iron. Being a part of classical conversations in your high school years was powerful because you did things like debate. Right, yes. Where you had to learn to see things through a different lens and perspective. Yeah. Do you remember that one debate where you were just really struggling with the negative side because you agreed with the affirmative? Yeah, it's. I think it's really important to be able to do research on a point of view, gather evidence, and not necessarily agree with it, but figure out why you disagree with it and be able to articulate in a respectful way why that is. Right, and to remove emotion from it. Yeah, I think that when people get emotionally charged in certain debates, it can be really 
unfortunate because that kills the possibility of there actually being mm. any resolution to it. Yeah. Because hopefully when you have a conversation with somebody and you disagree on something, either there will be a resolution where you go to one side or the other or you come to a compromise. And sometimes people just disagree and that's fine. But I think that we should be striving to learn. And so right. even if we just learn why someone thinks a different way, it's super valuable to understanding that person. Yeah. And it's actually really valuable to understanding a people group because usually yeah. a person represents a whole people group that have a certain opinion, right? Yeah. And so there's even an element. So when you're talking about this, the word that keeps coming to my mind is teaching your kids to be good listeners. That's yeah. a big deal. Like you have to be a good listener in debate. You were, you where you shined in debate was in the rebuttal. Or the cross examinations. The cross examinations, yes. right? And those were the most fun for you. But yeah, but I'm not a great. Right. I'm not a great. Like I wouldn't. I did a little bit of competitive uh-huh. debate, but I didn't go very far with it. I decided to stop. Um, so I won't try to compare myself to all of those like professional or competitive debaters. But it was really beneficial. It was yeah. Good. And being able to do the cross examination, you wouldn't have been good at that aspect of it unless you were good at listening. Because you had to catch their phrases to yeah. rebuttal them, yeah. actually, right? And so this is actually a concept that starts when you're young and teaching your kids, no, you need to look at mommy, you need to listen. No, please stop talking, have self-control, you need to listen. And it's it's from there all the way up to listen to one another when you're communicating, when you're dealing with conflict resolution. It's, it, it's actually like a great skill for all things. Um, and so there was... There are so many beneficial aspects to classical conversations. Yeah. Um, the logic was yeah. really helpful. Socratic dialogue. The philosophy strand was the honestly my favorite. Yeah. Because a lot of sometimes people think that, oh, we want our kids to think from a Christian worldview, therefore we should not try to read from philosophers that might corrupt that. But I think that people are at a higher propensity of being corrupted if they're introduced to philosophies in a way that they don't recognize it's subtle like through a conversation with somebody through watching a movie and thinking like oh that's how life is and i think it's more valuable if and more beneficial if you actually read the texts or you know you what them. the theory my professor, is or philosophy. one of my favorite professors dr Fredon, she says read the text negatively and that means you read it but you don't accept it you like study it and try to find the things that might be wrong with it. The critical eye. Yeah, you have to be critical when you're reading, unless yeah. Yeah, unless it's a like-minded, trustworthy type. Well, of even document. then, you gotta and be careful. Then, but yeah. yes, yeah. No, it's true. It's actually interesting. Remember growing up, one of the things that Dad and I always talked about was okay. You need to reevaluate how much are you listening to man's words versus God's word, right? Because God's yeah. word is the one thing that's trustworthy, that's sufficient, that is inerrant. But everything else has a little bit of human in it, right? And so yeah. there's opinion, yeah. there's skewed views, there's worldview, there's perspectives that actually change the way interpretation is mm-hmm. written, right? And my course is a liberty of just built on that, honestly. That's really, really cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. So, you know, as far as um, what do you think, what do you think helped the most regarding homeschool? If you could pick out one thing. Learning to learn independently, I think, maybe. Yeah, owning it. That's really good. Being being an independent learner. I might not be thinking of the correct one because this is like kind of 
unscheduled. Yeah. I don't have answers pre-picked yes. out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that being able to be independent is really important because in college you have to be able to. This is actually really important that you mention work. that because yeah. as you're talking, I'm like, there's a difference between being a mom that macro manages or micro manages their kids and yeah. their education. And, and moms need to be hands-on, I would say more when they're younger and as they get older, letting them be more delight directed and be have more ownership and yeah. being able to like plan out. Like by the time you were in high school, you were looking at your guide. Okay. What's due, making a plan, sticking to it, getting your assignments done on time or yeah. not and suffering the consequences. Right. No, so, I haven't been perfect at this, but I have, I have gotten better. And I think that from the get go, what really saved me from like being six assignments behind and everything's due at midnight. Mm-hmm. My first semester was really just, how in homeschool, like if I had nothing to do, if I had energy, mm-hmm. I, I did my school. I worked yeah. on that. That's good. I studied. Yeah. It's a good skill to have to mm-hmm. make sure that your kids are being productive, right? In between things. So what were your biggest realizations of the first year at college? Biggest realizations. I think I realized um, more of how people are. Um and what I mean by that is just the general diversity of opinion mm-hmm. and how people act. And even how they're wired differently. Yes, and how experience really mm-hmm. shapes people. Because as I listen to people's stories, I start to realize, oh, mm-hmm. I don't mean to type people, but it helps give clues to like, oh, that's probably why you're like that. And like, I've yeah. had really close friends and we've been able to like really talk about things and mm-hmm. they've helped me. And I think that we've both grown a lot and it's been so awesome to become close, like almost like sisters mm-hmm. through that. So it's, it's been interesting. Also, I think that I've realized how grateful I am that my professors have a similar worldview to me. Um, and I think that, cause honestly, like if I had to write a paper from, a Marxist point of view, that would be really a struggle for me. Yeah. I could do it, but it'd be a struggle. Yeah. Also, I've also realized that I miss my family a lot more than mm-hmm. I Aww. thought. And it's worse. <laughs> it's worse the second year than it was the first year. So it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did grow. I, I feel like we grow closer and closer, which is cool. So for those of you who have kids that are growing up, like you don't grow distant as they get older if you're raising them biblically. You grow closer. Um, so what would you say you are most thankful for about your upbringing? Hmm. Let me think about that for a second because I'm grateful for a lot. I think that one of the things is definitely that you guys taught us how to work really hard. Hmm. And you taught us not only just how to do it, but why and to like, have a good attitude yeah, while you're exactly. doing it. Yeah. Attitude was something that you really emphasized um, and you still emphasize a lot. Heart attitudes. Yeah. yeah it Having was... a teachable heart is really a big deal. Yeah. Even and for me now, like it's, sure. it's something that we need to have cultivated in our hearts and we need to be constantly in check of yeah. for sure. Because we can always be learning something, right? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And I can see that in your life. You definitely are a hard worker. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your generation for a sec. Okay, yeah. You're part of Generation Z, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and you go to a school that's got somewhere between 14,000 and 15,000 students on campus. I mean, Liberty's got like a huge online, for sure. you know, 
yeah. enrollment, like probably one of the biggest in the United States. I'm not really sure about the numbers, but what advice would you have for parents of Generation Z or or even like parents who have younger kids, right? Yeah. What you just what advice would you have for them in raising their kids? Well, one, I think that it's always really good to make your kids try new things. That was something you and dad did all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that it helped me not only get more comfortable with failure, which I still struggle with. I I don't like it. Um, I don't think anybody likes failure. No. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. It's not fun. (laughs) Um, But I also think that it helped me uh, realize, oh, like, I'm good at this, but I don't love it. Or I love this, but I don't think I'm gifted at it. Yeah. Um, And that kind of led me to... I've had a lot of different experiences. Like I've done things like theater. I've gone to lots of different places. I've been. You've let me travel. Um, you did piano for twelve years. Piano, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so I think that that was really beneficial. Also, I think that Gen Z parents should not make their kids go to school. I think mm-hmm. that you mean college? college. Yeah, yeah, college, college. Yes, of yeah. course. Um, I think that college is really beneficial to a lot of people, but I think that it loses its effect, not completely, but in part, if the students aren't there because they want to be there. Yeah. And I think that that actually um, hurts the environment of the universities and colleges Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because those other students that are there to learn um, are surrounded by people that just don't. They aren't taking it seriously. They don't have those goals. Yeah. And I think that just as a society, it's really hurtful because we have people who are going to college and they don't know what they want to study. And the debt They don't know what they want to do. They're in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt or their parents are paying for them, which is a blessing, but it can also be a waste of funds. Um, And then they Mm. graduate and they don't know what to do and they love to party. So what is it that they do? Yeah. Right. It's kind of like they they're stunted in growing up, actually. Yes. Right. Because if they weren't going to college and just like hanging out or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or there for the experience and not for the learning. Yeah, I think then that, it's like they're four years older when they have to get a job and yeah. they don't really have a purpose. Now the college experience, I, I think that different people have different interpretations of what that is based on how they thought it was for mm-hmm. them. Um, but the whole like partying thing, honestly, it doesn't help people. It doesn't help people at all. I think it really hurts people's academics, which can hurt how they view themselves. I think yeah. that it can hurt how they perform in the future because their view of themselves is ruined mm-hmm. because they think, oh, I just am a partier. I don't get A's. Yeah. And that's really sad to me because I think that, you know, everyone is capable of, you know, doing right. well. Maybe not getting perfect grades, but succeeding. You know, yeah. And you, you have a pretty great um, culture, though, at Liberty. At Liberty, it's it's pretty good yes would you say that it's um different well i mean you only have experience with liberty you haven't gone to any other college but um in your experience what are the highlights of going to a christian university or that christian university so i I don't know that all christian universities actually emphasize um christian living because if we actually look at the roots of all of the schools in America, like the, the post-secondary yes. schools, you know, Harvard was originally Christian and now yeah. it's very not Secular necessarily um, um, that way. Yeah. So I think that Liberty is really amazing because the faculty, at least the Office of Spiritual Development, seems to be really motivated towards cultivating a place where students are encouraged to have community with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're encouraged to have a real faith. They emphasize... Um, 
you know, have like a relationship over just a religion and just like a ritual practice. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's really healthy, even if like, you know, we don't always disagree. And obviously there are students there that are not necessarily saved. And mm-hmm. I think that um, overall, it's a good witness. I think that Liberty- it's a little bit of a mini um it's it's a culture mm-hmm. where it's a mini experience in the real world. Yeah, liberty can be a bit of a bubble, but there are certain things like we have uh, mandatory Christian service hours, 20 oh. hours every semester Yeah, that each student has to spend serving the community. Yeah. Or um, actually there are places on campus that you can do that too, but you, you actually can't graduate if you don't complete those. That's kind of cool because so, it actually emphasizes the importance for of Christian service, Christian duty. It's really just right? volunteer work. Like you can you can babysit for a Bible study. You can go help clean up downtown Lynchburg, uh, and I think that that's really good. Um, I think that Liberty University has a really good system of leadership, and um, it's really interesting. It's really a blessing to see that work out. Yeah, cool. So l- let's talk about what makes you want to come home because. It's Christmas break, you're home, and there are, I mean, our family is a little bit unique, I guess, in some ways. You realize that more once you went to college, mm-hmm. and you were, what were those things, actually? That's the a things good, that make you guys different? Well, yeah, that kind of like, you realized, oh, wow, that's totally different. Well, I think that our family is pretty different in that we're all kind of go-getters, we all, we all like want, it, it's it's cr- kind of crazy because I could see you guys having an issue with everyone having their own idea of what they want to do today. Mm. But you guys have such a good, like you work together pretty well. But I think that the general population just overall, um, they're a lot less purposeful and intense than we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh-huh. that, that just might be a personality thing. I don't know. But I love it. It's like I'm around these people. It makes me so encouraged because sometimes I think I come across too strong. So then you come home and you're like, oh, my people. Yeah. <laughs> They're like me. It's a safe place. It's really it's really nice. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really beats a family that you really trust. So why does it help you to come home? I What are the things that maybe help the you the most? For the aforementioned reasons, yes. I think that it reminds me of who I am a little bit. So, yeah, that's true. Because I think that being away, being at college, sometimes it's easy, especially with friends, to just, you know, move to the next thing, especially for me because I'm so good at pushing my emotions aside. Yeah. Um, So I just focus on the next thing. I, you know, I'll go out and have fun with some friends and then I'll, like, focus on studying and then, you know, I'll start to worry about, oh, what's going to happen with this or, like, someone something – something happens and I'm affected by it, but I just push it off. But when I come home, like I feel like I can rest and I can like talk to my parents about the thing or you guys about the things that have bothered me. We can talk about them. Like it's just so nice. It really is. Yeah. We have a lot of late night conversations, don't we? About some deep things like you and dad were talking about all kinds of things tonight. I was part of the conversation at first before I got pulled into Scrabble with the (laughs) The younger ones, but yeah. um, but it's like it was a really healthy conversation where we were dialoguing about some deep things regarding like even how student body is run and just different different things. And there were some challenges, right? Where dad was challenging you to get more involved, yeah. right? Where as like if you're not around people who believe in you or like, hey, why don't you go do that? Or you know what I mean? Like 
we try to encourage you, I guess, when you're home to, and, and we do some visioneering. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. always super exciting. We love to do that. We, we set out our goals in the different categories um, for the year. And yeah. And we're about to do that again in just a week or two. We'll yeah. start looking into those and yes. the goals that we had last year and making new ones for the next year. So that's always a really productive. It's just fun to visioneer and dream, isn't it? Yeah. It makes you more excited to wake up in the morning, honestly. At least me. To be living on purpose. No, I'm excited I'm totally because like, I yeah. might not know exactly what I'm doing because I'm yeah. not the kind of person that plans every second of their day. But I know the general direction. I yeah. know that I know what you I need want to know to. your why. To I know keep my long term, which is yeah. honestly a large part of it for me. Right. I would say that long term helps me with eighty percent of knowing. Mm-hmm. And then what's an, what's one more reason that you like coming home? Oh, one you guys th- are fun. We have so much fun. So relationships. Yes, of with course. the people. So obviously, I mean, I know that you love family, but we have a really amazing biblical community. Oh, yes. Right. All of the ladies and their husbands, all of my, the I guess, kids quote, that you unquote, get to babysit. cousins and aunts and uncles at church. It's like great. Yeah. It's totally a different kind of situation, though, right? Like they even help re- help you remember who you are. Yeah. In a sense. No, it's just great watching to them have engage. They encourage me and they know they've known me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. They've seen me, you know, progress throughout my high school years, um, going to yeah. college. They try to keep in contact and I really appreciate that. But it's so cool because they, you know, they really genuinely care. They ask the hard questions. They They invest time in you they too. They do, they do. It's really it's it's nice. Yeah, it's special. And it's great to talk to people who are a little older. Yeah. So we have some friends that are like 10 years younger than Isaac and I, but they're, but they're like 10 years older than you. And these friends of ours, they're like your big brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Like if the body of Christ is a family, because mm-hmm. it is, it's representative of God's family, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you do have big brothers and sisters. And it's it's cool because they get kind of protective of you and I they know, like so want to know what's going on and and it's cool because they pray for you while you're gone at school but then you get to come home and it's like it's exciting One to big, have a happy lot of people family. To come. yeah church family it's yeah great. it's true so um, I have a question for you okay what do you think that your dad and I could have done better now this is probably the question that most people will want to hear what do you think we could have done better. I mean, you were our first kid, so we yeah. did make. I'm. Sh- I know we made mistakes. I'm aware of them. I've had to repent of many mistakes to you <laughs> over the years. Um, but what would you say that we could have done better that maybe we're not so aware of? Um, I think that we have talked a lot about stuff, so I don't know that there's anything you're actually not aware of. Um, but I think that you could have told me no more often. And it's so funny because I hate it when people tell me no. Yes. Really dislike it. But you know it's good for you. But yeah, and looking back, I don't have any I don't have any regrets about my childhood while I was living at home, obviously. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of things that maybe were unwise, but they weren't wrong. I just had a variety of experiences. Like I I was in a play. I went down to California and spent ten days at Stanford University. Doing their law and trial program. Yeah, right. yeah. And honestly, like it was amazing and I had some amazing friends that helped me get there. But I think that part of my headstrong spirit was kept alive through that. <laughs> and a little bit I have a I, I do struggle with pride still. So we could have been tougher on you is what you're saying. We could have said no more often. Yeah. 
That's good for me to hear. And for those of you who have kids, it's probably weird for you to hear an older kid saying, you should have told me no more. So it's that's a good thing for them to hear. Yeah. Because when they get older and they're wiser, they recognize that it's actually for their benefit. Yeah. At times. But you know what? Sometimes you have to let kids figure that out on their own. Yeah, that's another thing. I, I don't know. I can't see things from your point of view. Maybe I needed, <laughs> maybe I needed to be stupid a couple of times. No. <laughs> you weren't. I don't know if I'd use that word, but. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. The Bible uses the word stupid. I just wouldn't use that as a word to describe you. Oh, thank you. Your decisions weren't stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I think that this has just been a great interview. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I know that all of our listeners love hearing from you guys, you kids, because they hear from us all the time. And this just gives them a glimpse into our real family life, being able to see us interact and talk about things. Um, So just to finish up, um, I would just love it if you could just share um, maybe one of the things that you miss most when you're at school. Okay, you're not going to appreciate this, but I really, really miss food that you make. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that means so much to me. You guys, I just pulled that question Liberty, out of the hat. She wasn't even ready for that, so Liberty I wasn't ready for the Liberty has a great cafeteria. It really does. They have a great meal plan, but Oh, you're just thinking beats. about the lefsa. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> lefsa, the runzas, the we homemade soups. We don't even soups. make it very often. Like, your split pea soup. Is really good. And then, oh. all of, of course, all of the ladies at church are so good. Like, Stacy made her potato leek soup today. It was to die for. Uh. My goodness. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Well, you guys, thanks for joining us. And make sure that if you want the show notes, you head over to CourageousParenting.com because you can find all of the notes. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast. You can share the podcast. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.